What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 22 of Little Root Lessons. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. What's up, man? We had our first little grassroots tournament this past... I'd, I'd call it past weekend. It was like on a Saturday. It was just a one-day, one day, two-hour event. Uh, the Little Root Rumble. Um, had a pretty good show out. Uh, had at least eight people, which was double what we had when we when I posted that about when we started. Because we were at four. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had a couple rain teams, a couple like mid-rangey teams. There was a couple gimmick teams. It was kind of cute. There's a there's a lot going on here. Um, I know there was uh, at least one Cinderace coaching team. Uh, Mine, Chow, T-Tar, Durant team. Uh, Evan was playing Trick Room Lorantis. What? what does Lorantis even do? It gets contrary. And super So, uh, oh. Oh, okay. And Tickle. And Tickle does a really cool thing. To it? To it, yeah. So it just is bulk up. Yeah. So it's, it's prankster, it's, it's prankster yeah, bulk up. Yeah, it's just prankster coaching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really but, <laughs> but you can debuff your opponents. That's cute. Um, and then there was... Um, Two rain teams, one both took top places. Uh, I was second, and then Chasing was first. Uh, pretty much four of the same mons, and then both had a fire mon, both had a redirection mon. Yeah. And that's where we kind of ventured like, off. The, the worst part is, is like, uh, so you both had the Kendra, Politoed, and Porygon Por- 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 with Z. your. Por- oh, oh, yeah, Porygon Z, my bad. Uh, with your Trick Room Abuser being Excavalier. Yep. Uh, the difference is, and these are both mods that you've played with in, on this team. Yeah, I played with all. I, I played with all four of these mods at some point. So was Mar- uh, Alolan Marowak and Amoongus. Yep. Compared to your Togekiss and Incineroar. Yep. So, um, chasing was your only loss, yep. correct? Yep. And he ended up going three zero. Uh, yeah, he ended up going five zero. Five of you all played five. Matches? We played five matches. Yeah, man, sweet. Say, so I he played five. We all played five matches. I went four one. He went five zero, and then Jiggly was the next one down at three two. Hey, good enough, man. So obviously smaller in tournament, but if there's there's enough support for like like enough interest in this, then like by I mean, all means we can keep doing this. Because for it's like a sure, monthly for thing sure. for sure. And like you know, if we get big enough, there will be surprise support. Like, yep. I offered surprise support for this one. We did need to hit to 10, and we didn't get to 10. We got to 8, so we were close. So close. Uh, but if we can make this like a monthly thing, we can probably get some prize support figured out and hopefully do more of these, because th- this was all this was a blast. Uh, it took what, like two hours. Yeah, what's even better is it was all on Showdown, too. So yeah, like, super fast. That was something that uh, you kind of advertised it by. It's just like, look... This is not Showdown. There's no excuse to not have a team to right. play. It's super fast. It's like, Showdown, like, you can just copy-paste team. I don't care where you get your team from. Just come play. Just yeah. come play. All you gotta do is come play. You just gotta show up. Uh, but we'll go into top the top two teams there, because they're both super similar, and we'll talk about the differences about that here in a little bit. Um, we also have uh, Players' Cups uh, data for Week 2, and we get to look at that. Because by the time we recorded last week's episode, this the the week one data wasn't out yet. Yeah. So we're lucky now, as of recording of this, now they recording this episode, week two's data came out with the differential from week one. 
So it basically covers all oh. one data. So we got also, we have a lot yeah. to talk about for this one. Yeah. This is probably going to be like 20 minutes of our episode this week. And then to start off everything in depth wise, we have Team of the Week. Team of the Week from new member. Uh, it's either Knight Rider or Snight Rider, however you want to pronounce it. I'm going with Knight Rider because that sounds more logical. Okay. But if I'm wrong, I'm going to get a hasty email or text message. You're going to get, you're gonna get plagued in Discord like you get about the P.O. boxes. <laughs> the number of people that message me about that. It's good that they're listening, though. It shows that they go all the way to the end. And the, the best part is, is my response to every single one of them is, as soon as it starts paying me enough to go get it. <laughs> yep. um, so, Team of the Week here, uh, Knight Rider... Uh, it is kind of a trick room team with a couple fast modes, uh, with a couple fast mons. Not really a fast mode, but a couple fast mons. Um, trick room abuser here is Dragalgi. Our trick room setter is Dusclops. We have Galarian Weezing as a just like turn off abilities button if we need it. Also has Taunt. Um, and then this is where it gets a little bit weird. We're running G Max Blastoise. Okay. Uh, Volcarona with Wide Lens. Okay. And then Focus S Urshifu, which I'm assuming is the Dark Urshifu. This is pretty common at this point. Focus S, yeah, it, Max it has, Max Speed. It has Wicked Blow there, so we if it's not, we have a problem. We're not going to dive too much into Urshifu on this team, because that's a pretty, pretty standard Urshifu set. Yep, uh, but the rest of these are ones we don't normally see, except for like Weezing Galar. We talked about Weezing last week. The, so, I've come to the conclusion that you have to have a soft spot for Weezing, and that's why you keep picking it for Team of the Week stuff. I think this one specifically for Dragality. <laughs> I want to talk about Dragality because Dragality is sneak in the Weezing in there. Yeah, and then Weezing just happened to be attached and comes and came along to the right. Because I'm pretty sure we've talked about Weezing three or four weeks in a row now. <laughs> uh, we've talked about it at least four times. I don't know about if they're all in a row, but at least four times. It, it's getting up there with, like, PZ numbers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Dragalgi, uh, for many people who may not know, uh, the ability is Adaptability, which stab is then two times instead of 1.5. It is real powerful. And the fact that you have two types that uh, one is powerful against your one of your main weaknesses, which is fairy types, so you just remove a weakness there, and then your dragon-type moves are stronger against other dragons. And more importantly... Um, not, not only are they, like, are you able to deal with fairies with your, uh, max ooze, but max ooze also just boosts your special deck, which yep. is real powerful. Um, we're also able to set rain uh, with hydro pump in this case. Um, I run scald on mine. I, I, uh, have Dragalgian Draft League, and I currently have, have, a uh, scald on it. Uh, there was an instance this week where, uh, playing against EB... That they had Golork and Toxapex as like trick room counters, and so I, I seriously debated for like two or three days. I'm like, all right, do I want Scald for the Golork or do I want Thunder for the the Toxapex? That's the problem. Because Galgi like, has a four, <laughs> has fourth move syndrome because you want protect. Oh yeah, you, you so definitely you, want protect. You have Dragon move, Poison move, which is usually Draco Meteor Sludge Bomb, and then it's like, do I run Hydro Pump Scald or do I run Thunder Thunderbolt? And that's kind of where you're at. Um, usually you want to run the Scald Hydro Pump because it covers ground type, which is a big weakness for you. Um, but whereas Thunderbolt doesn't really doesn't hit the ground types, which you're not really worried about. Um, the, the big thing there is like 
Thunder, Thunderbolt is good against the bulky waters, which you could have a problem with otherwise, um, outside of, like, triggering your policy and just going over the top of them. Yeah. So, like, there, there's definitely a give and take of, like, what you want to be doing with your Dragalgi. Um, but, like I said, right now, I'm a big proponent of using Scald on it. Um, just because, like, your, your damage between, uh, Max Ooze, uh, your, your difference between, like, Max Geysers isn't significant. I think it's, uh, 110 versus 130. Is that right? Uh, I believe it's pretty close. It's either 110 and 130 or 130 and 150. I don't, I don't think Hydropunk is the 150. We'll find out here in a second. Keep talking. But, um, the big thing there is, like, you have the ability to, like, manipulate weather if you need be, but, like, uh, like, weather is cool, but, like, 40. Hydropump is 140. Oh, okay. So is it is Scald 110 or 120? Scald is probably 110. So, like, the, the big thing that, like, it comes down to me is, like, rain is... So it's 10 points. Oh, okay. So super negligible. Yeah. But outside of Dynamaxing... Uh, it's actually not... Yeah, Scald is more reliable because you don't have that 30% chance to miss, and you have a chance to burn, which can also be really impactful. Whereas but, Hydro Pump means you just get to go over the top of most mons. Yeah. That so power. that that's the thing is like outside of Dynamaxing, Hydro Pump is significantly more powerful, but you have that chance to miss. So, yep. um, but like coming back to Scald versus Thunder or Thunderbolt or you know Water Move versus Electric Move, uh, Rain is really popular right now. Like Rain seems to be the best weather. Um, but you need to be able to counter Tyranitar, which can be a problem for you, so having that water move for Tyranitar is really good, uh, whereas, like, Max Wormwind is also okay against because you're lowering its attack, while also not triggering its policy, so, like, there's there's give and take there as well, um, but Thunderbolt also allows you to manipulate terrain, which is, again, super important in this in this format right now with all the Rillabooms running around. The big thing there is, like, you're not changing the terrain before Rillaboom gets its grassy glide off. Yeah. Because that plus one priority, you just aren't able to ever have priority over Rillaboom. Yeah. So, there's there's definitely... it. it Dragalgi definitely feels like one of those mods that just has four-move syndrome, where it just, like... It wants what? to do a lot, and it can't do all of it. So you have to pick which one you want to do. Uh, moving on with the rest of the Steam Dustclops is our Trick Room Setter and our Weakness Policy Trigger. Um, trick Room, Paint Split, Bulldoze, Ally Switch, the ever scary move. Everyone on Discord hates this move for the most part. There's a couple people, like, oh, a lot of the newer people are like accepting of it. A lot of the veteran players that we've had on here for a while are just like, I am, I kill am this move. <laughs> I am definitely coming around to playing with it more and therefore... Like, when, when I... Okay, so, I think Ally Switch should not have priority. Uh, is is the, the way I would fix Ally Switch. Like, if if you take away the priority boost to Ally Switch, I think it is a much more balanced move, but it's not... There are instances where it can still be playable, but not overbearingly so like it is now. Um, the big thing about Ally Switch is, like, it makes me feel so smart. When I do it right, <laughs> like if I'm on if I'm on the playing side and I predict correctly and get the ally switch off because they don't know about it, 
that just makes me feel so good. But on the other side, like, if I play around Ally Switch and I actually call it, per, uh, like, correctly, it also just makes me feel insanely good. The downside of that is you feel so bad if you, like, playing against it. Yeah. Playing, playing with it and you, like, if you're just clicking it to click it, like, there, I feel like there is a correct way to play Ally Switch. And this is something I've kind of talked about in my Draft League videos. It's like, you know, you... Like last week when I played with Minetric. Like, I had... I had um, Ally Switch on Kling Kling. And I said in my intro that Minetric's job is to come in, pick up one KO, and that's his job. The problem is, is the way I built Minetric, it wasn't the fastest thing on the field. So being able to make it where my opponent is incorrectly attacking into a Mon, so I can then secure a KO, makes me feel better about myself because I'm actually able to get my my KO off before they are able to knock out my Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's a place for Ally Switch. It's currently at plus two, and plus two priority is really weird. It's really awkward because it's... Like, you you still get hit by Fake Out, which is whatever, I don't really care, but you're faster than all the priority moves, so maybe maybe even just going down to plus one priority, or zero. Um, plus one means it's still definitely playable, and you still get hit by the mons that are faster than you mm-hmm. with priority moves. Um, the other thing is, like, there's some play against Ally Switch anyway, uh, if you just... If you know that your opponent has it, it's a big old mind game most of the time, but if you can accurately predict when Alice, which is going to happen, which good players tend to do anyway, uh, I have definitely noticed that Like when I watch James Bay, uh, James Beck or uh, like Wolfie play against Alice, which they're usually correct on when their opponent's going to need to do it because it's kind of a given. Like You have to Alice switch here or this mon gets KO'd. And yeah. they accurately and, and that's, that. that's exactly what I'm saying, you know? You, like, playing with it is like, alright, I need this thing to do exactly its one thing. It it has one job this game, and I need that to happen. Ally Switch is the only way I see this actually going well for me. And that's the reason, like, I think it's playable. And, and that's the thing, is like, playing on ladder, I think too many people play it incorrectly. And that's why people are frustrated with it. Probably. It's just like, all right, well, they clicked Ally Switch 12 times in, in you know, 13 turns. They just turns. spammed it. And it's like, all right, well, I know you're going to go for it every turn. I'm just going to attack into a slot and hope I, per, you know, correctly call it. Yeah, hope hope that the, this 10th time is the time you hit it. Yeah. And, like, that, that's the thing is I, I definitely used to be in the ballpark of Ally Switch is awful. Why does this move even exist? The more I've played with it and more I've played against it, the more I've learned to appreciate what it can do for a Pokemon. Yeah. So. Uh, I've always been in the camp that it's fine. It's a fine move to play with. Uh, It's in the game. You might as well abuse it. Um, Same thing for, like, all the other priority moves. I feel like if it was at plus one, it's probably fine. Um. then again, uh, it gets a little weird, like, ally switch and, fall, like, follow me goes before ally switch, so you could, like, 
redirect, and I don't know how like how that would work. So having it all in the same lane of all the redirection is probably fine too. At plus two, it's probably fine. Like it's it's plus two anyway, and it's just like it's fine. In my it's in my opinion, um, I know everyone else is like down with ally switch. Don't use it. Don't play with it. Um, but in the end, it's in the game. People are going to play with it if they can. Uh, I'm using it on Comfey in, dra- in draft league. It's it's just a move to have. Comfey gets it and it's very fast. I have it on Gardevoir and Kling Kling. Yep. So this is like these are mons that are meant to be support mons and are here to do exactly one thing. Let my other Pokemon get a KO. Yep. Uh, next mon, uh, Weezing. This one is not an Assault Vest variant. This is a more supporting Weezing, which is what I'm expecting Weezing to do most of the time anyway. Yep. Uh, Black Sludge, Neutralizing Gas, uh, fairly bulky with a little bit of speed. Uh, Strange Steam, Sludge Bomb, Taunt, and Protect. This is pretty much our come in, throw Taunt out, and then try to deal some damage before you get blown up by other mods. So, interesting thing, uh, specifically with Weezing here. Um, like, in in the face of Urshifu, your opponent can freely click Protect. Which then allows you to switch out your Weezing to let your Unseen Fist actually do its thing. So, like, you can, there's a mind game there yep. where, hey, it's okay. I know how this works. I can't, I can't hit you if you use Protect. But if you go for Protect, then there's a chance you just wasted your turn and yep. you still get KO'd. So, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things. Yep. You're, you know... You're getting hit if you don't do it, but you're getting hit if you do, so... Yep. Um, next mon is G-Max Blastoise with Life Orb Torrent, which is pretty standard for most Blastoises. Rain Dish isn't usually worth running. Yeah! Uh, also fairly bulky with Max Special Attack. Um, Scald, Water Spout, Ice Beam, and Fake Out. No Protect on our Life Orb mod feels a little odd. It does. Um, fake Out... Plus, Life Orb seems kind of odd, too. Yeah. Like, I, I understand you want the the protection here. Like, having that fake-out support is definitely helpful. Especially, like, if we're trying to set up Trick Room, we have fake-out from Blastoise. We have Rage Powder from Volcarona. Like, there's two forms of, re- well, disruption slash redirection to allow you to be able to set up your Trick Room. So, I understand the idea behind it. I don't know if I agree with Life Orb plus fake-out. Nobody has vests, so you could, like... Yeah, just slap a vest on this you thing. You could slap vest on this version and probably be fine. But um, at the same time, if this is your big Dynamax target outside of Dragalgi, then Life Orb makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but if that's the case, I don't know if you want Fake Out. Exactly. That's kind of like, if this is your if this is one of your Dynamax targets, then you probably want to run the Shell Smash version, and from there, just... You could also uh, you could also pull the Rillaboom card and choice band people, and just or in this case choice specs people, and just hit them turbo hard. Like granted, then you're not Dynamaxing, which feels worse for your G Max Blastoise. But that is that's that's something I've I've seen a lot of here lately is choice band Rillaboom, and holy cow, does that thing hit like a truck! Um, I think I think Rillaboom is a reason not to play Blastoise right now, actually. Yeah. Like the, Rillaboom the more, is a reason most bulky waters aren't in the game anyway. 
it's it's a it's a good check to Rain. That's why Rain hasn't completely taken over the format because Rillaboom's around. Uh, but yeah, this Blastoise either like get protect on it somewhere so you can maximize the value of having life orb and being able to keep yourself alive longer, and not just take all the damage in the world. Or maybe swap your item for an assault vest and be bulky with max special attack and like run these four moves and be fine. I'm I'm fine with literally either of those outcomes. Yes. Uh, Vocal run with wide lens. Um, is it just so we can hit our heat wave a little more often? I guess it's like we hit heat wave a little more often. Does struggle bug have an accuracy check? That I don't know. Like I don't think it's a hundred percent accurate, but I don't think it's like any worse than anything else. Uh, also has Rage Powder, which is super duper important to try and get your Trick Rooms up. Um, and specifically because this isn't Focus Sash, we can just literally click Rage Powder, get our Volcarona knocked out, and still get up our Trick Room, and that's just fine. Because then you get your free switch into your Dynamax Mon. Yeah, Struggle Book doesn't have a check. So I'm interested in the Wide Lens then. I, it has to be just to hit heat waves more often, I guess. Which, if that's the case, then cool. I, guess. I think I'd rather have like Coba Berry or not uh, Colbert Berry is Rock Berry. Charty Berry is Rock Berry. That one. Colbert is water. I don't know. Let's find out. I think Colbert's dark. Can you cooperate with me, please? They're talking to your phone. Yep. I think Colbert's the dark berry. I'm not sure. Uh, but Struggle Bug, Heat Wave, Protect, Rage Powder. Uh, pretty fast. And then HP and Special Attack Split. Uh, I'm not sure why this Wide Lens is on here. Um, maybe we'll find out more after the episode goes... After the tour, uh, team creator go tell, can tell us more about it. Um, it is dark. Hey, well, look at that. I think what I've run Colberberry on here lately. Probably a Gothorita or Gothitel or a Jellicent or... I think it was Alakazam and it just wasn't good. Hey. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll see, we might be able to figure out more, more about this Volcarona set um, after the episode goes live and all that nonsense. And that's, that's actually one of the really good things about doing this the way we do. is like, we get a lot of... I, I get a lot of messages, so I'm assuming you do too, about, hey, I just wanted to clear some air. This is what this is doing. Yeah. And, you know, like, it helps me clear up the air. And, like, if they post it on the Discord, it also helps, like, anyone who listens to the episode that's on the Discord, which if you're not, I highly recommend it. Um, it helps them understand, hey, this is the idea behind this, just so that everyone understands. Yeah. Like, last week when we were talking about the Intimidate Cycle. Um Slacking came up to us and was like, hey, um, I actually started using a flying one like you all recommended before I even heard the episode. So, you know, it was just like, all right, cool. You know, I kind of feel validated because, like, the guy who's doing this, like, had the same instinct that we did. So it's like, cool. I think I know what I'm talking about once in a while. (laughs) Validation is good. Um, But, yeah, once we know more about this Wide Lens Volcarona set, we'll be able to understand what it's doing. Um. If it isn't supposed to be wide lens, and it's just like was wide lens just for like the meme factor of it, then we might be able to. If we put vest on Blastoise, we could probably like throw Life Orb on Volcarona. 
I don't know if we need life orb though. That's the thing. We're not doing any quiver dance things. Yeah, quiver so, dance just unfortunately isn't good. Why? Like f- specifically for doubles, uh, specifically on mons that can't take a hit. Yeah. That's the big kicker. Is like Volcarona has a ton of weaknesses, all of which are really widely played. So, a combination of it being frail and having a ton of weaknesses means setting up is way harder. Yeah. Because, like, in the event you have a Volcarona on the other side, like, yeah, you can fear the Quiver Dance and just double into it, and, well, if they clicked it, cool. If they clicked Rage Fighter, well, you're already killing it anyway, so what's the point, you know? And then it feels really bad if they just hit Protect. And, like, if you don't double into it, and it is Quiver Dance, then they have Focus Sash... And then you just get played like a fill. Yep. Uh, and then, like we said, Urshifu, Focus Sash, Max Attack, Max Speed, Dark, Single Strike, whatever you want to call it, Wake of Blow, Close Combat, Sucker Punch, Attack, pretty standard Urshifu at this point. This is the exact set I played this week for Draft League. Uh, it's the exact set that everyone plays for every Urshifu. <laughs> pretty much That's ever. not inaccurate. Uh, the only ones that gets weird is the one that was in the, was supposedly in the Mono Water team. That isn't Mono Water because it's the Dark Urshifu. They lied to us. They lied to us. The Mono Water isn't Mono Water. It's basically almost... Um, uh, uh, I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> you want to just like cut that part out so it makes it sound like nope, I'm not... Nope, it. nope, <laughs> uh, So, Little Root Rumble, like we said, happened this past, this past Saturday. Um... Chasing Owl musical well, happened two Saturdays ago now. Uh, Chasing Owl was first. I was second. Jiggly was third. Matt was fourth. Evans fifth. After having a real rough early or early two rounds, he kind of picked it up and brought it back into fifth. Uh, Polograph was sixth. Karibo with his coaching Riolu set was seventh, and then Mafia uh, rounded out the bottom at zero and five, playing a uh, kind of a like a quash Cinderace kind of thing. So, looking at... Uh, so, I'm assuming we're going to go over all these anyway. Let's so We're starting at the bottom and work our way up here. Uh, sure. Looks looks good to me. Um, looking specifically at the Sableye, Cinderace, Togekiss, Milotic, Rillaboom, Dusclops. You played in this. Talk, um, talk me through this one. So, the whole point here was to make sure that Cinderace got to go off first and got to do its thing unimpeded. Sableye at Quash. Um, I have the matches recorded. I downloaded the VOD from Twitch, and I have them up, and we might go over them for a video later on down the road. Oh, did uh, you stream? Neat. I streamed it, yeah. Uh, so, the goal here was Cinderace needs to do its thing. Sableye, speed control... Togekiss, Redirection, Rillaboom, Fake Out, and, and it's just, like, grass coverage because you have Milotic as your, like, grass water fire core, and then Dusclops is, like, a bulky anti-trick room in this situation because you don't really need the trick room center. So this is a hard Cinderace team. Yeah, this is... Okay. This is all about using Cinderace to its full advantage. Um, it, it was okay. It didn't do well in our tournament, mainly because there was a lot of redirection and like speed control on other sides as well um i think i played mafia round one i think i i I, yeah i played mafia round one and i think we went to three 
games, if I can't remember correctly. Don't don't worry, I'll get the video up eventually. I'll have to go through and edit and copy, cut and paste, because I did a lot of uh, commentating over other people's games as well. <laughs> like, every time I had a downtime, I went to go jump to another match. <laughs> and I commentated their match for, for the time that it was done. And then I went to go play mine if I had to go play mine. Uh, but, um... The team was cool. Uh, it just wasn't suited well for the rest of the format that he played against. Um, uh, the next team here was coaching Riolu, which we had talked about real early on before. I, I think it was about a week or two before this this event, uh, how Cinderace Riolu isn't as good as everyone thinks it is. So the, um, the week we got information, I think it was release weekend, um, we found out that what coaching actually did... And I, I asked the question, I'm like, I wonder if there's a prankster mod that gets access to this. And I got a ton of responses of, oh, hey, by the way, Riolu does. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool, I guess. And, like, I've seen this team a lot. Specifically, Riolu, Cinderace, Snorlax. Yep. And then, like, rounding out with Lapras, Convey, Rillaboom, or... I've seen I've seen Gudra in that last slot too. Let's say Watermon or Dragonmon that benefits from Comfey priority yeah. figuring with this policy. I've, I've seen that. I've also like I've seen um, weakness policy, Comfey, Gudra stuff. I've also seen like specifically Gudra Riolu and have it be a physical variant of Gudra. And then you have Sap Sipper off for triggers from Comfey as well. Yep, and like that's really cool. The downside is is like. I don't think this team stands up on its own. Um, I think either James Beck or uh, Aaron Zhang played this team recently. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I I can't remember. It was one of those two. I'm 99% sure. Um, might have been Wolfie. Someone, 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 someone somewhere played this team, and I've watched videos on it. <laughs> and so, like, I've seen this team played, and it's it's cool. When it does this thing, it's very good. And, like, majority of your games that you win with this team are because your opponent incorrectly led against Cinderace, and you just swept them. Yeah. Like, real loot just... It's not good. It, it has all my friends are dead syndrome. Uh, the problem <laughs> with this team is two of those mods have that problem. Comfey and Riolu both have that issue. And so, like, then you're reliant on four mods to do something when, you know, potentially half of the mods that you're bringing don't do anything. Yeah. Uh, there was a game, I think it was game two, you had that problem. It was just Riolu, Comfey, and it's just like, okay, well, what do you do now? This is all you got left. What do you do? Um... I played against Karibo. Karibo was my last opponent. Uh, I got paired down because I played Jiggly already, and I went. We were both three two at that point. Uh, we were both three one at that point. So I got paired down against Karibo, and I got and then I won against him. Uh, Parish song, Parish track, essentially, like get him down to two mods. Throw out Toad. Throw out Toad. Toad sets up Parish song. Came to over from there. Usually, I, I I think I did that three or four times, and that's people don't expect it. That's how I won a lot of my games. Was just like, okay, here's Parish Song, or here's the threat of Parish Song, so they have to focus down Toad. So after game, like after I did game one, someone had to focus down Toad for game two, and it's like, okay, just take like, it out. All right, cool. Okay, you're, the Scavenger's on the other side here. You're targeting my support bond. Cool. Yeah, and the Scavenger <laughs> just blows you up. Um, Polgriff was next up here. 
this this team is really really cool. Okay, so, walk walk me through this one because this so one looks all over the place. Mind shadow support with uh with actual with access to high jump kick, uh, fake out does coaching does a lot of cool things. Okay, uh, I, I assumed it was coaching, like coaching support. It was really cool watching the music um, because it had a lot of things that could happen, like it could do at a time. Like I'm assuming really it's knew. it's sash. Uh, yes. Okay. So I'm assuming this is like fake out, coaching, high jump kick, protect? Something like that, yeah. Okay. I don't remember what the fourth move was off the top of my head. It might be helping hand. It could be helping hand. Like, if it's helping hand, though, like, helping hand... Like I said, we'll go through it. Yeah, I'll have to yeah. go through and watch the video again. Uh, T-Tar, uh, one of those mons that actually benefits from coaching a lot. It really, yeah. really likes it. Um, it also... T-Tar pairs exceptionally well with Dusclops. Because we have weakness policy, we have bulldoze. And lash out. And lash out, which hits extremely hard. Oh yeah, super hard. So like those those three together is just like, alright, cool, this is a pretty solid core already. Yeah. Like and then you're adding in Durant, which again benefits really well from coaching. And like is a really prime Dynamax target. Yep. Along with like Tyranitar, but like Tyranitar is good on its own. Like, Durant feels like it needs Dynamax to be good, though. Otherwise, you're, like, reliant on hitting. And I, I've played that lottery before. It's not a fun lottery to play. Yeah! Um, Durant was interesting. It had Thunderfang. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know it got Thunderfang. And whatever, thunder, whatever electric move it had, it had it. Bang. It, it maxed Lightning at least twice from what I saw on uh, during commentary, um, so that was super duper cool. Let's. I, I'm pulling up Showdown just. It to has see. to be Thunderfang. If it's not, I'm going to be highly disappointed. Like Thunderfang or something. That has to be it. Um, Incineroar does Incineroar things really well. Azumarill was actually a problem for me when I played against it. Uh, if I didn't have P2 sitting on the other side, was able to deal with the Azumarill very well. Uh, I was definitely going to lose most of my games. Uh, Porygon 2... My Porygon 2 was a god. Let's just go with that. If I could get a Hax, I could. If I could survive it, I would. <laughs> my Porygon 2 set was very, very strong. What? Durant gets Thunder Wave. Huh. But yeah, it's Thunder Fang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> why, why on God's green earth does this thing get Thunder Wave? I don't know. Because uh, it's a steel type, probably. Um, Evan's team... Okay, Evan's team was really, really cool. It is a hard Trick Room team, for the most part, because Steelix and Lurantis are both really slow. Incineroar is a great Trick Room support. Mimikyu is the setter, along with Meowstic. Meowstic is another setter. Okay. Uh, Lurantis, contrary, plus Tickle off of Meowstic, means you can Tickle, go plus one... It's, Superpower. It's basically coaching at that point. Buff again. But, like you mentioned in the pre-show, it's just like, Tickle lets you target down your opponent's mod. So it's like, this is Ryu, uh, this is Riolu, but way better. Yeah, uh, it's Riolu, but you get you can actually do things outside of just buff your, buff your teammate. Uh, it also, Miastic gets fake tears, which plus twos the special defense. That's of Lurantis, which is super duper cute. Um, Evan is just like on some next level, just like mind The teams games. are fun. The teams yeah, are fun. Um, like I said, it did not do well early. It had a real hard time against Polygriff, um, and then it had a real hard time against Jiggly. And I think he went 0-2 real early. 
Um, and then you kind of picked it up from there. I'm assuming this is Sheer Force Steelix. I'm assuming so. It's either that or Rocket, probably. Which, um, who was it? There was, it was your match last week in Draft League. Uh, the Alola Whack was not Lightning Rod. It was, uh. Rocket. It was Rocket. And it flared blitz. And I'm like, oh, that does a ton. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, like I said, Incineroar does trick room, does trick room support style. Mimikyu does Mimikyu things. Uh, Matt's team, I didn't play against Matt. Um, I didn't really see his team play that much. I tried to find him a lot of the time, but a lot of the time either I was still playing or the match was already done. Blastoise, Incineroar, Comfey, which I'm assuming is Giga Drain to trigger a weakness policy on this Blastoise. Uh, or yes. it could be Draining Kiss to trigger uh, Dragapult. On Dragapult, yeah. And then Rillaboom and Corviknight as its steel type to finish out that fairy. Man, I'm just, I'm just saying, Policy Blastoise is something I can get behind. Right? That's adorable. That's something you don't think about now. Uh, because we have Giga Drain off of this Comfey, we have access to water, like like doing water ones. Doing water, bulky, bulky water with a weakness policy. You get like weakness policy Milotic. You could weakness policy... Blastoise in this situation. Lapras is much easier to trigger now. Mm-hmm. Without having to, like, fight with, like, a Volt Switch. And, like, Lapras is really interesting because it also has Shell Armor, so, like, Urshifu, like, doesn't really do anything to it. It doesn't crit it. It still hurts. Well, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it, yeah, you're, you're still going to take a close combat and be sad. But you also have Water Absorb, so, like, you can pair it with Alolan Raichu and just click Surf. Like, then you get this free heal while also damaging both of their mons, which is also extremely cute. So, Lapras, Lapras is one of those mons I think is kind of underplayed right now, if you want me to be honest. But, like, the big problem is this monkey-sized problem in the room that just Rillaboom. beats it up. <laughs> yep, Rillaboom does, does cause problems. Um, having access to Grassy Glide and being able to set up your own terrain at the same time is... Causes a lot of problems for all these bulky waters. You have to actually have extra defense bulk invested in. Uh, Jiggly placed third. Uh, Klefki, Teleon, Venusaur, Torkoal, P2, and Togekiss as his team here. Uh, Is this Sniper and Teleon? Uh, I believe it was a Sniper and Teleon, yes. Interesting. Um, we also had Soak to abuse with Venusaur. <laughs> so we can solar beam people? So we can oh, max oh, yeah. fine lash people. Oh yeah, duh. That one. Um, P2 was a good trip room setter to pair with Torkoal in this situation because we didn't have anything that really cared about Bulldoze. Interesting uh, Interesting note about Soak. Um, you can soak their grass type to get rid of it so, like, Vine Lash actually hurts them. Yep. And not, like, eat up Vine Lash in that slot. Yep. That's, that's super cute. Uh, and then Klefki was Thunder Wave Prankster support. It's pretty much the speed control on that team. Outside of trick room. Outside of P2. P2. Uh, and now this is where we get into the fun stuff because rain went one and two. Like we did not, I did not expect to see a rain like a rain team, let alone pretty much a mirror. <laughs> when I brought my team, when how early into the I tournament? played him round three. Okay, so we were undefeated. Both we were both two zero when we met up, but we were the only undefeated. Pretty much left. You're like oh. Um. Rain just like, you know, the Spider-Man meme of Pope pointing at each other. <laughs> um, rain mirrors are hard. Rain mirrors are real hard, and if you don't if you don't expect correctly, uh, you definitely can have problems. Um, Amoongus was much better, and there is much better for the mirror, just in general. 
Oh, I'm sure. Uh, because it just be- it's another mod that benefits from having rain set up. Um, and it also just, like, pairs well against rain. Yeah. Like, you can reasonably deal with the Politoed. You can put the Kindred to sleep, and it's just like, alright, cool, that lines up really well. So, uh, it ended up being uh, 2-0 by him in the mirror just because game one... Game one was a long was was a long one, and then game two, uh, my cop was kind of just like my brain was just taxed, so I just sent out what I like expected him to play, like what it was good uh, from against what I expected, and he didn't bring any of it. So oh, awkward. Uh, game one, I didn't bring Polytoad at all, <laughs> uh, so it's just like I don't have a rain setter, and neither did he. <laughs> oh, our rain setter is Kingdra. Yeah. Uh, Escavalier was the heavy lifter for both of our teams. Escavalier does a lot in the mirror, and if they, if like their Marowak was better paired up against my Escavalier than my Incineroar was for theirs. Interesting. Because I had Burning Jealousy instead of Flippers. Yeah, that'll, um, that'll definitely do but it. But I also had the potential to get an automatic burn if they didn't KO Incineroar immediately, which was super duper good. Um, but that never lined up. That never lined up. Um, I will say, Porygon 2 was, like, the carry in the last, like, half of the game. Porygon 2 and Politoed are just such a great late-game pair. I, I can't explain why this works. Porygon 2 hit a freeze and two paralysis uh, against Karibo in my last round. Oh, my lord. It survived... <laughs> Rillaboom Grassy Glides. It survived three Grassy Glides. Good lord. To take it out with Ice Beam. Take out Posing Rillaboom with Ice Beam. So, Porygon 2 is... I've said it before, I'm going to keep saying it. It's the best Eevee Light user in the game. Oh, for sure. Uh, everyone who says, oh, Dusclops is great, they're lying to you. Porygon 2 can carry Shadow Ball and can easily deal with the Dusclops, whereas Dusclops kind of just sits there and looks at you funny because it either has Bulldoze or Nightshade. And neither of which are doing with the Porygon. Um, so P2 is definitely by far the better Eevee like carrier at the moment. Um, we ended up with three Porygon 2s in our tree, in our, in our event, and they were all in the top three at the end of the day. Interesting. Uh, so it definitely, definitely carried that. the day there. Um, whereas we had two Dusclopses, and they were both in the bottom. So statistically, it's proven that. P2 is better. Yeah, in this small... I have data supporting it. In this very small data pool, yes. <laughs> hey, if I've learned anything, size of data pools don't really matter. Oh, uh, true. So... <laughs> That's the complete opposite of how that works, but... Yeah. So looking at each of our teams here for the top two here, um, I know I know we talked about my team last week, so we're just going to focus on Chasing's team this week, and I can tell you the differences between ours. Okay, um, do your thing. So, I didn't have Megahorn on my Escavalier. I specifically ran Felstinger, because Felstinger gives me plus three outside of Dynamax. And plus three attack when you're not Dynamaxed is a lot. Oh, it's a ton. Um, outside of that, everything else is the same. Pretty much the spreads are the same. I had a little bit more special defense investment in mine than he did. Uh, but that's just because I didn't want to die to all the fire-type attacks, if there were any. Um... Kingdra, uh, they were running Muddy Water. I was running Hydro Pump. It's literally a preference. You can, they both miss just about as often. Uh, Muddy Water is spread. Hydro Pump is, phys- is just single target, so it comes down to you. Uh, Polytoed, our Polytoads are completely different. Well, for the most part. 
their Politoed was a fast support, whereas mine was a slow parish song. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did Citrus Berry and then Calm, Max Special Defense, Max HP, uh, Protect, Muddy Water, Helping Hand, Haze, where I had Parish Song in that last slot. Uh, and I was super duper slow. And I was more defensively set up to beat Rogue. Uh, you had Iron Ball? Yep. Okay. Yep. 33. We had a 33. That's a that's real, that's a real slow polytech. That's real slow. Uh, Is there shiny min speed? No. Oh, no, disappointing. I, yeah, I went and hatched a zero speed zero attack one for specifically ladder play. Yeah, but it's not shiny, so like it doesn't mean anything. It's fine. <laughs> uh, no, the only other shiny on the team is Kingdra anyway. So exactly, you can't have one without the other. I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, if anything, I do need to get a zero attack Kingdra for ladder. So. I might have one. Um, I have a bunch of horsies. Porygon to pretty much the exact same like attack spread. Recover, Trick Room, Ice Beam, Thunderbolt. Uh, Eviolite, Download. The difference was HP, like our spreads themselves. Uh, the HP spread on his is, it's like 244, then 12 special attack, and then 252 special defense. I don't think you need that special attack. Um... It, it can be relevant in certain situations. Mine was more so, like, set up to be super bulk against a lot of different things. Uh, I had max HP and then 156 defense and 100 special defense. So my special defense was less, but I can take a fighting type attack for. I'm going to be able to take that close combat from a scavenger. I'm going to be able to take close combat from Urshifu. Mm-hmm. I actually can actually hit the, take the damage here and survive it, which that was super duper important, in, in my opinion, to be able to do that. Um, and then Alola Marowak here is their fighting type, whereas I was running Incineroar with safety goggles, they were running Marowak, uh, Detect, Flare Blitz, Poltergeist, Boomerang, Lightning Rod, Max HP, Max Attack, Force Special Defense, which actually is suboptimal. You don't need Max Attack to KO everything you need to KO, just put the extra points in Special Defense because you need to be able to survive those water type moves. And then lastly here is Amoongus. Uh, Regenerator, Focus Sash. Uh, I was running Togekiss in this slot with uh, Serene Grace and Babiri Ray. Uh, max HP, 4 defense, max special defense, so pretty pretty bulky Amoongus, trying to survive all of those special fire type attacks coming out. Spore, Rage Powder, Pollen, Puff, Giga Drain, so no protect on this Amoongus at all. I think that's fine. Yep. I, don't, I don't think I won't protect here, but... It- I could see it over Giga Drain. Uh, if you were running Black Sludge, you probably want Protect. Yeah. If you're running Focus Sash, you don't really need it. Uh, so, yeah. So that's kind of, like, differences between our team. Um, like, three mods are pretty close to the same, with Porygon 2 being exactly the same. And then Polytoad was a completely different set, and then their Fire and their Redirection mods were different as well. So, uh, looking at the... Kingdra. Kingdra was exactly the same? Uh, the only difference was this muddy water, it was a hydro pump. Okay. Otherwise, the set was exactly the same. I'm pretty sure you said that, but yep. I was yawning, so I didn't hear you. And then, <laughs> and then Escavalier, Megahorn versus Felstinger. Yep, that, that one I heard. So, yeah, that was kind of like the rundown of that event, and we hope to do more in the future with Prize sure. Sport next time. If we if we hit enough people, I'm all for it. So yeah, uh, you ready to talk about these players' cup numbers? Because I even this data thing, is great. I love data. Uh, I so love that, that a company is actually willing to give us give, data. give us data. Yeah. 
So if you've been living under a rock, uh, Players Cup has started. It's been the regional like qualifiers were done in May. Now we're getting down into from the 256, the top 64. And now we're getting down from the top 64 to whatever we're trying to get down to. I think it's eight from here. So I couldn't tell you, man. I, I don't know. I could not actually tell you how this how They this had works. to play so many games and then they play more games. And then the finals are here at the end, middle of August, I think. Or something like that. Uh, so, percentage... We got all these percentage of Pokemon used. There's about... I think there's about 25 here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 37 mods here. Cool. So let's just rock and roll. Okay, so number one mod here. No surprise. Rillaboom. Um, Interestingly, dropped from week one to week two. Uh, probably because a lot of, like, like we saw, we see Incineroar spiked here as well. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why Incineroar is actually a great <laughs> Rillaboom counter. Uh, even though Rillaboom gets high horsepower, Incineroar kind of just okos you. Um, and usually Incineroar has better support around it than Rillaboom does. Rillaboom is expected to stand out on its own, whereas Incineroar usually has a backup and can easily deal with it. Uh, from 49 to 46, it looks like, percent. Which still is really high. 46, is, I mean, that's basically every other team. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, uh, and, like, looking at that same number, like, Cinderace, I mean, uh, Togekiss and, uh, and Cinderace are both over 40% as well, at 43 and, and 42. 42. Uh, but notably, they also are trending upward this week. At plus two and plus five percent respectively, so yeah, it, it makes sense that hey, the three best mons are the three most played. Yeah, it, it legitimately doesn't surprise me that these three are the best. Also, it's like they can all be played on the same team. That's yeah. the next part is they all can be played together. It's not like they have a shame type. There's just like the same typing, so you don't want to play them together. Uh, Incineroar going up five percent is super significant here, going from whatever, uh, 37% to 42%, that's going from, like, one in every, in almost three teams, like, one in three, to almost every other. Mm-hmm. That's insane. And, like, then we have this huge, like, drop Well, there's off. a huge gap between three and four. Uh, so we go from 42% within Cinderor to 28%. With Titar. Which, again, makes sense. Tyrantar's really good. It, yep. I mean, I see it probably... One in four matches. Th- these numbers seem to line up to me. Yeah. Uh, it's trending upward at five, a 5% increase from last week. Uh, so from 23 to 28. Uh, which, again, not too, not terribly surprising. T-Tar's a really good mod. It pairs well with both Rillaboom and Incineroar and Togekiss. So it's not surprising to see that it, tricked, it tended to go upward. Um, going down next again is 23% is Cinderace and Ragapult are both, like... These mons are usually the fast sweeper mons you yep. see, and that's that's exactly what these are. Like uh, these are these are mons that punish your opponent's lead. Yep. If if you don't have an answer to them, they take over the game by themselves. Usually notably, fairly easy. And notably, they are also both trending upward. So it's interesting to see if that that growth continues, or you know if they have a stagnant week this week, or what what actually happens to. To these monsters, because I like looking at this list. These are the monsters that stick out to me the most, mm-hmm. as I think underplayed for where they are. 
I had heard an interesting statistic that, uh, but that Cinderace is maybe trending upward this week, but it actually did not make top cut in any player's cup. Interesting. Uh, we'll have to get, wait for more data from Pokemon, the Pokemon company, to actually get that got confirmed. But I have heard rumblings on the internet that Cinderace actually just like took a nosedive after trending up week two. That these week three matches it just dropped. Because people are more prepared for it. Yeah, I'm and, guessing and that's, that's what happened. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, more people can bring it, but it's also been an extra week. People have more experience playing against it. People know, they know what, what their they, team... They know how their team works better. Yeah. They, they know what to do against it with their team. Uh, next up, Amoongus up 5% from last week, from 15% to 20%. Uh, that's a big jump for Amoongus. That, that is a big jump. That's going from about 1 in, like, 8 to one in five. That is huge. Um, Amoongus being a very good redirection redirection mod. Not as good as Togekiss, since Togekiss is the counter, kind of. Being able to run safety goggles on your Togekiss and be able to follow me and always draw those spores away from Amoongus and eat all those all the time is really important. Um, whereas Amoongus can't really do that to Togekiss. So the this next group, I kind of just want to clump together. Uh, at 18 and 17%, we have Ndidi Female, which I'm assuming doesn't... Uh, is it all Ndidi's or just Ndidi That's just Ndidi Female. Okay. Uh, Torkoal and P2. Yep. And then at 17%, we have Venusaur and, and Dusclops. So this, again, just kind of makes sense. Like, the the growth of Psychic... Psychic spam has kind of fallen off the face of the earth. So, like, it makes sense that Ndidi is still played, but not as widely as it was, you know, a month ago or whatever at this point. And it's interesting to see the growth of Sun again, and specifically, like, Sun Room, which I, I believe uh, Aaron Zhang played last week, actually. Mm-hmm. And, like, that may be a part of this. Like, yeah. when when you have those big influencers or big PokeTubers or whoever playing these teams, people start playing them. Yep. Like, there, there was a video last week where uh, I think the three matches he played, he's like, oh, hey, we just featured this team. Oh, hey, this is the team we played last week. This is the team we're playing right now. You know, yeah, there like, was a video was, was, <laughs> like, like today or yesterday that's like the exact same carbon copy of the team. Um, he's like, cool, I know how to play against this because I know exactly what items wear and everything I know else. exactly what this team's doing. Yeah. So it's interesting to see that both P2 and Dusclops are both t- trending upward and that uh, Venusaur and Torkoal are also trending upward together. Yep. Notably, there's more Torkoals than there are Venusaurs. Not by much. Yeah, 17 exactly. to 18% is not a big metric, whereas like 18 to 20 is about 5 to 10, probably 17 to 18 is probably a couple. And then rounding out this second column, like starting starting off this second column, we have uh, dark dark Urshifu up four uh, up four percent to fifteen percent. Uh, I'm not surprised that it's going upwards because, like like I said, Titar's popular, so it's probably popular. It's also a good counter to Incineroar yep. having those fighting type moves. Uh, but I would expect Urshifu being a legendary to have more. Probably you, think, you know, and that's, that's the thing. Play in this mod, but and that's, that's the thing is, you know, when we heard, oh my gosh, this ability is insane, and like it's gonna have a Gigantamax form, and it always crits, and you know, like me and you were worried about this thing when it first came out, and then we, we, got the we stat really and we, were, and then it just 
And it was just like, oh, yeah, this is just whatever. Just like, blow it sure, off. Whatever. But now it's 15%. It's, that's about a one in, like I said, one in eight teams. You know, and then after, after it came out and, like, we played a lot against it, it was just like, this thing's not as good as people are giving, like, as people are thinking it. You have to stick this focus with focus stats on this thing. A and fest is not good. That's the thing, is it's, it's stats are just not supportive enough to be anything other than focus sesh. Yeah. Because if it's not, it just gets O-code. Yeah. Like, it has to be focus sesh, otherwise it dies to a fairy-covered ham sandwich. <laughs> Yeah. It, well, it could take other hits. You know, so uh, this week in Draft League, I played EB. Yep. And game two, I led um, Urshifu Cloister. Mm-hmm. They faked out into my Urshifu, which I Dynamaxed. Because I expected to fake out into the Cloister, which would then let them set up uh, Auroraville with Ninetales. So they led uh, Torcat Ninetales. I went for Rock Blast into the Ninetales to KO it. I went for a max knuckle into the Torcat to get back to, to even on both my mons. Um, Urshifu hits really hard. Yeah. The downside is, is like, the Blizzard on turn two from Ninetales did like 45 to 50%, and I was Dynamaxed. <laughs> it's like, oh! <laughs> Like what? What? <laughs> and like that's a blizzard, you know. That's that's a spread move, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this thing has no defenses. No. Um. So yeah, Urshifu up four percent from last week to fifteen percent. Uh. Next up here, uh, we start getting the trending down mons again. Uh, Primarina down two percent. Alexandra up two percent. And then Lapras apparently wasn't even on this board. Uh, it also could be stagnant. Or yeah, it could be. It, it, Which means that it didn't drop any, or it's just yeah, it dropped. That, it dropped I exactly think that's what enough. that means because like if it wasn't on the list, they would still have a growth percent for it. You, you should yeah. Either, you, it's you either, would it think. Didn't, either it didn't move, and enough of them got cut off that it stayed the same. Which to me because, sounds like, very looking, surprising. Looking at the mons down here at the bottom, like. And Magnezone that's up four percent and is at six percent. So like clearly they have the data to say, hey, there was two percent of Magnezones last week. Yeah. So that that tells me that Lapras was at thirteen percent last week. So we had just enough cut out of the bulk of this of the event to where Lapras stayed the same. Yeah. That that is what that says to me. Uh notably Primarina being down two percent. Primarina is usually the mon you see with Rillo Boom and Sonora. Yeah. Notably though, like if you want that fairy coverage. You just have Togekiss, too. So, I, I don't think you want that double fairy weakness when, like, it, I, I guess it kind of doesn't line up particularly, spe- specifically Primarina doesn't line up particularly well against Rillaboom, which yeah. could also be a reason it's trending downward, because Rillaboom just hits really hard, man, and it can hold, like, 14 different items, and all of them are viable, and, like... If Venusaur's popular, too, then is going to trend downward as well. Yep. So, it's, it's all of these offensive grass types that make your bulky waters bad. Yeah. Which is why, like, when was the last time you saw a Milotic? Uh, down here at 6%. Oh, I actually didn't even see it. <laughs> see, it's behind the mic, so I didn't actually see it. Uh, but yeah, so Lapras 
being thirteen percent of all on all team of all, all teams here is that made week two is kind of cool. Uh, we were talking about how Lapras last week wasn't like really really set up for this meta, having Rillaboom and all these new electric types that are actually decent in the game, uh, and PZ being able to just max lightning you to death. Uh, so having Lapras in pretty much one of all one in one in ten teams, we could we could say it's like an easy round there. Um, is is nice to see. Uh, next up, we have we'll just lump these these next two together because it pretty much is in the one in ten range as well. Arcanine and then Talonflame and Hatterene are all in the eleven to ten percent, which is again one in ten teams. Uh, Hatterene going down where the other two are going up. Talonflame, another mod that I don't I never expected to actually do well. And dude, again, it's like. I've seen a lot of Talonflame, and I don't think it's particularly good, especially in the face of Rillaboom. Yeah. Like, if it's Sash, just clap them. Okay, now they don't have priority, and they you don't have Sash. They don't get to do anything. <laughs> like, okay, what, do you, what, what are you doing? Like, so. Honestly, I think what would make Talonflame playable is they gave us Gen 6 Gale Wings. If they did that, I think this thing would be insane. Oh, yeah. But I am so glad they don't, because, like, I'm not saying Talonflame was absurd back then, because I didn't play then. Yeah. But, like, I can't imagine it was fun. No. Like, I can't imagine Talonflame was fun to play against then. So, here's a weird metric. Hattery went down, and DD Female went up. These two are normally paired together. How the heck did this happen? Another one that's really weird is Porygon Z went down... And Clefairy went up. But they're in the same bar. That's, yeah, the, weird. that's the weird thing. It's like, who was playing PZ with that Clefairy? Probably someone playing with Togekiss. Yeah, probably. I mean, that would make I tried sense. it. I tried it. It was fine. I just like Clefairy more for after yeah. you. Yeah. It's a better... It has a better anti-trick room tech. All unwrapped in one mod. But yeah, like, it, it, going back to your thing of, like, Ndidi Hattering, like, that's your spice spam. So it's weird to see... One go up and one go down. One went significantly up and one went down. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, a downward trend is a downward trend. Um, that means that there were more NDDs by themselves without Hattering. Probably paired with PZ, uh, P2 or PZ or Dusclops. Notably, though, you also have NDD to be able to counter Rillaboom's terrain. Like, that that in and of itself can also be a reason to have NDD trending upward. So, um, moving on here to the 9 percenters. Like we said, PZ, Clefairy, and then Corviknight up 2%. Freaking Whimsicott down 7%. I'm pretty sure that's the largest drop-off. I'm pretty uh, sure that's the largest, like, percentage That's move. the largest percent change, period. Like, man. 7%. Like that's a ton, dude. You went from being sixteen like one in eight teams. to one in ten. Yeah, that's insane. So why? That's that's the big question here. Is why? Talonflame is a hard counter to Whimsicott. I know that one for a fact. Dual Wing Beat will KO Whimsicott every time. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, you just don't have defense. Like Amoongus can Sludge Bomb Whimsicott. And then the other one just gets a tail a trick room, so you just tailwind's useless. But Mugus is good. Whimsicott's usually not good. Uh, same thing with Fairy. Same thing with Incineroar. Uh, you can't like 
like Incineroar is just gonna run into you and just blow you up anyway. Uh, Cinderace again, another mod that's just like, oh, that's a whimsicott. Hit <laughs> bye. Um, Venusaur again, another mod that whimsicott can't really redirect or do anything against, and it just eats a sledge bomb and goes down. Uh, Lapras, another mod that kind of beats up on whimsicott. Arcanine, another mod that beats up on whimsicott. Dragapult. There's a lot of the top mods, like, Rillaboom has Fake Out. There's two mods that have Fake Out in the top three, and both and Wimscott hates both of them. Yeah. So It's not it's not pretty. Being a, going down 7%, going from 16 to 9 is a real big drop, but I can see why it happened. Oh, exactly. And Incineroar yeah. and Cinderace and when you have When you have tough matchups trending upward... It's going to get harder for you. Yeah. Uh, 8% here is Gyarados and Rotom Wash, both going up. Gyarados is up 1%, Rotom Wash is up 3%. Notably, this is something uh, we were theorycrafting on Discord this week, is Gyarados. Gyarados as a counter to not only Rillaboom, but also Incineroar and Cinderace. Yeah. It's like, okay, sure. And this is, you know, you, you tagged me, like, hey, they're talking Cin- they're talking Gyarados, do your thing. Go, go, be, go, go, be, so, go be the Gyarados nerd. Like, all right, cool, this is this is where I shine. Just like, all right, Matsidos, <laughs> where, where are we at? <laughs> so, like, then we start doing calculus, like, all right, if we're mad- adamant with Life Orb, we Oko Cinderace without being Dynamaxed. So... That means Dynamax we definitely do. We Oko uh, Rillaboom. We Oko uh, the Incineroar. So it's just like, man, why Why not? Yeah. Like, granted, if we're Moxie, then like we just get to propel ourselves forward. And this is this is an argument I was I made. It's like, if we're intimidate and we're intimidating things that we counter, then we're, our Intimidate's not doing anything. Like, yeah. if we if we are able to deal with them before they are able to actually do anything, then there's no reason to have the Intimidate. I'm just like, take your Intimidate from, from Incineroar, eat them up, get, your, get back to neutral, just go crazy. Yep. And like, you can, you compare this with something like... Um, like, Whimsicott, if you really want, because at plus two, you're going to outspeed everything. Uh, Whimsicott gets Tickle, so you can get those defense drops. I, I don't think he gets Screech. I, I can't... I know there's Prankster mods that do, and I can't think off the top of my head who those are. I, I don't know. Um, so, but, like, if... The, the thing about Gyarados is it needs that first KO to start going crazy. Yeah, once it gets the KO, first KO, it gets the Snowball. Yeah. Because, like, then you're just putting that much more pressure on your opponent, especially if you're Dynamaxing mm-hmm. and you're max airstreaming, so you're not only raising your speed, but you're also ra- raising your attack by getting the KO. Like, how good is Hyper Beam when you don't recover and it's Stab and it gives you a Dragon Dance? <laughs> because that's legitimately what you're looking at from, like, a, a max airstream from this thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Max Geyser changes the weather, so now my, my next one's just going to do more. It's yeah, like it's harder. And so Gyarados is definitely a mon that I am very interested in, and I'm excited to actually see if this pans out like I want it to. Um, 
next up, we traded we traded a percentage pretty much. Gyarados took Draco Vicious spot. Well, this is because Mr. Vicious kind of falling off the face of the earth. Yeah, Mr. Like, v- Mr. Vicious gets outscaled by Kingdra, which isn't on this list, but uh, which is actually people really are prepared interesting. for Kingdra in like games, so that means we're prepared for Draco Vicious games. And notably, Kingdra gets to go burr and you know just. Draco Vicious sits there and hopes it's to go burn. <laughs> <laughs> looks at you funny. Uh, like, also, Duraludon has dropped down to this tier as well. Uh, went from <laughs> 1 in 10 to under 1 in 10. You know, this is this is something I'm actually surprised isn't seeing more play. Just because its biggest counter in Conkeldur has fallen off the face of the earth. And like, Excadrill, Excadrill is another one that's kind of, like, it's trending upward here. But overall, I think I've seen less Excadrills now than I have in a long time. Yeah, you see, definitely see less sand than, than what you, like you expect. Granted, the Pokemon Players Cup is a little bit more fine-tuned. It's not as, like, it doesn't have any gross viewing yeah, in the game. Exactly. It's not showdown ladder. Yeah. Like, you're not going to run into people playing memes here. You're, you're going to play against people that are playing to win. So having having Dureladon, um kind of going downward in in trend makes makes sense to me, but at the same time, I'm surprised it's not doing better because um, be, because like its bigger counters seem to be less prevalent than they were it, you know two months ago. Yeah. Um, looking at. Uh rest of this one here. Here we're going to kind of fire off these ones and then look at week one and see what's missing from week one that we don't have anymore. Uh, Water Strike Urshifu down 1%, Bisharp up 2%, Melodic up 2%, Alola Marowak down 1%, Magnezone up 4% to actually make it as a new Pokemon into this, mm-hmm. into this one. And then Politoed down 2% at five, in the last tier here. Uh, Charizard didn't change, Terrakion didn't change, and Conkador went up 1% to get into the tier on this one as well. Yeah, because they, they only listed Pokemon that have a minimum of 5% playability across the board. So, Bisharp, Milotic, Magnezone, Conkeldor are all new into the into this chart. And uh, going looking back and looking at the week 1-1, one, one, Kingdra, Azumarill were both on here, and we're both on week 1... Alolawak also fell off. Yeah, Alolawak went down. It, we, we said that Alolawak went down 1%. Oh, oh I, I actually, I, I didn't see the Alolawak on here at all. Yeah. I, I thought it fell off. No, it just went down one. Okay. Uh, so we lost Kingdra and Azumarill. We lost Ndidi Male. And Ndidi Male. Ndidi Male just fell off entirely. Which, I mean, that could be, it, it's at 8% week one, so I mean, dropping 4%. I mean that's it's not, that's, that's not, half its usage. Yeah, that's I mean, half that's half the teams that had it, but still. Uh, and then because Polytoad went down, I'm assuming the Kingdras that were Polytoad went down to five, so that means Kingdras probably at three. Yeah, three to four somewhere. Somewhere in there. Right there. Um. So yeah, like notably, a lot of these bonds that they were like raid was there. That's okay. Can you go back to that? Mm-hmm. Because it has Ndidi female listed at twenty percent there. But it also says it went up five percent to eighteen percent. Hmm. So I may I may not be a rocket scientist, but that I'm pretty sure that doesn't, add up. Yeah, that doesn't mean go up. <laughs> so they might be 
clumping in DDs. That, no, because that wouldn't make sense either. That wouldn't make sense either because this would be... Uh, That'd just be 28%. 28% of the DDs. So that doesn't mean it went up at all. Huh. I'm confused. I'm also confused. Data's data's not consistent with what's going on. Anyway, uh, seeing I, we talked about Magnazone as a big counter to Lapras and seeing it tick up and Lapras stay stagnant and it could be and a good sign. to go down is what we were talking about. Magnazone's a really good counter to the bulky water types and has he can have a lot of good protection in the in what's going on. Um. So yeah. Pokemon Players Cup uh, Day 3 is going on currently. Uh, we were watching a little bit of it earlier. There was a really long Game 1. With, with, with a very, very pretty shiny Gastrodon. Yeah, there was a very pretty pink Gastrodon shiny and uh, a Porygon 2. Uh, there was a real cool play game, uh, Turn 1, where they had swapped their Gastrodon in and Arcanine Will-O-Wisp that slot to protect it from being spored by an Amoongus. It was real clean and super duper cool to watch that happen. And notably, the Amoongus wasn't carrying a like it wasn't carrying Giga Drain, so it just could not answer the Gastrodon. Yeah, just couldn't touch it. And so the the Gastrodon just basically single handedly won them that game. Yep. Like the, the play game one won them that game. Like Amo- uh, Gastrodon not being put to sleep means that Amoongus has to actually deal with it now instead of later. And it wasn't able to. Yeah. So, really cool. Just, like, Players Cup data will begin week three, probably here, probably next week, this week sometime. Uh, which well, that's how weeks work. We should be. Well, we <laughs> didn't get week one until, like, five days after week two had started. Oh. So. Then. Larger know, data is hard to compile. So shorter data for no reason. So we have smaller data, so it should be easier to compile numbers. Uh, and like we said, we'll see. We'll see what happens. What moves on from this last round of the Players Cup, of the whole big group stuff, and then maybe see. I think they might be able to post what teams go on to the finals. Might August. actually have individual teams to talk about next week. Maybe. Maybe we'll find out. Anything on the way out the door, man? I got a whole lot of nothing else to say. Um, no. I think we got all of it covered for the most part. Uh, there's a lot of things that I really want to talk about, but we got to it all. Um, yeah, get us out of here. Alright, so if you are listening on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like button if you like what you heard. Leave a comment down below saying, I don't know, something. Give, give us a comment question of the day today, Carl. Give us something. No. Oh come on, man! I'm putting you on the spot. Why aren't you prepared? Because you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> this is your thing, not mine. <laughs> so leave us, leave us down in the you know the comments. Leave us a question of the week for next week. There we go. Yeah. Like, and, give us ideas for questions. Like ask us questions for next week, and we'll answer them on stream. So uh, past that, if you aren't listening on YouTube. Go ahead and make sure you go over and follow us on there. Um, it, we we have a lot of lot of different stuff going on over on the YouTube channel right now. Uh, I have a let's play going up for Pokemon Stadium Two. We have a ton of draft league content coming out. So if you actually want to watch some less than ideal Series Five teams, but like unique Series Five teams, uh, like by all means, we have all kinds of stuff going on on there. So. Um, Past that, we have 
our Twitter accounts, which you can follow the podcast at LR Lessons, myself at Carter Noble 25 and Carl at Musical underscore 33. Uh, Carl and I both also stream on Twitch from time to time. Uh, I was back on Twitch for the first time in... A while. A month <laughs> last night. Uh, you dragged me in to play a Gen 3 randomizer, and then we get to... Like, six gyms in, and my emulator crashed. <laughs> we were, like, three hours in, and my emulator just died. Win by default. It's the best way to win. I don't know about that one. <laughs> a win is a win. Yeah, but so, it's the best way to win. So, uh, Carl and I occasionally stream on Twitch. He is at Musical, and I am at Mr. Missouri 25 basically everywhere on the internet except for Twitter. Um, Which I don't know why. I... I don't know, man. I've just never actually changed it. And, like, at this point, I've, I've said this ending for basically a year and a half to two years now, so it would be weird for me to change it. <laughs> so, um, let's see. We have Twitch. We have Discord. Come and join the Discord channel. Had a lot of new members this past We've month. had a lot of new members in the last month. Yeah. And it has been great. Um, I have come to the conclusion... That once we once we hit a hundred members on the Discord channel, uh, I'm going to put up a, a survey for potential new uh, mods. Okay. At, at least at least one, if not two, uh, just depending on who applies and all that. So if you are listening and you aren't subscribed, if you aren't a member of the Discord, come on over, come hang out, and we have a lot of, a lot of fun. Uh, legitimately, it's the best part of my day almost every day. And if you are listening and are already a member of the Discord, share share the podcast with someone and get them in there too. Like I just want to continue growing upward and making this as much fun as possible for everyone. So, um, I think I hit everything. Unless you got anything to add, man. No. Okay. I think we're getting out of here. I'm gonna go steal some more cheesecake from Carl and call it a night. So, have a good uh, have a good one, everybody. Be back next week. Peace.